0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: Just like that. All right, be careful. Uh, I guess it's supposed to possibly rain or get a little bit more wet throughout the day.
3: So, Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl. Where are we at with the early line on this thing? So, all right, so at uh, 9.03 last night, it was put out as a pick'em. right? Hmm? Uh,
2: Surprising with- to me. Why would the Chiefs not be favored? Am I missing something? Am I, am I crazy? Injuries.
3: Injuries is a part of it, yeah. Yeah. Um, you got two weeks, two weeks to heal. The only thing
4: I can think is injuries and just in general a, a lack of confidence in their defense to stop the way Philly plays offense. The, the college offense.
3: College offense, very nice. Uh, okay, so it started off as a pick 'em at 9.03. And the Chiefs at 9.04 went to minus one. One minute later, it went to minus one. Okay. Uh, the same minute, it went back to a pick 'em. One minute later, it went to Chiefs minus one. So we're still at 905 now. 906, back to a pick 'em. Literally the same minute, back to Chiefs minus one. One minute later, back to a pick 'em. Same minute, the Eagles were made a one point favorite. So from 903 to 907, you had one, two, three, four, five, six line moves in four minutes. What's that telling us? That just there's there's some there's some big people out there, not necessarily a lot of money, but the people who are making the bets. That's kind of how it works, right? They don't really if uh let's just say I'm the I'm like the most feared sports wage better in Vegas. All right. And if I walk into a casino, and let's say I don't place a huge bet, let's say I place it cause these guys place thousands and thousands of thousands. Let's just say I place a thousand dollar bet. Mm-hmm. They will move the line because I placed that wager.
4: Because you're so good at calling the game. Because
3: yeah, cause the, that that so they'll. It not actually the, the amount of money, but it's more like who's placing the bet.
4: So, so what does it say when it settles into where it does? Like like where it's at right now? Does that mean yeah. just consistently there's more money going to Philly?
3: It would be, it'd be money. Yeah, uh, they want they want to kind of on both sides money and tickets. So there's more tickets on one side. Um, But I don't think we've had, you know, the public hasn't placed the place any bets yet, really. This is, these are like the sharps. Uh, by 920, it had gone from Eagles minus one to Eagles minus two. The over-under has gone from 51 all the way down to 49 and a half. All right, so that's the movement hmm. with the game early on. Bobby, uh, before we
2: get to Kellen Moore, you said if you actually had some money, you'd be betting all of it on the Chiefs.
4: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Making the Chiefs an underdog, I think, is ridiculous. Andy Reid against the Eagles. Patrick Mahomes, give it to me all day long. I I would take that all day.
2: All right, as this game was kicking off, we got the breaking news that Kellen Moore is leaving. Mutual decision, of course. Kellen Moore is no longer going to be coaching the offense of the Dallas Cowboys.
4: Yeah, and I think it is. I don't think this is just the... uh I don't want to get into this right now. I, I, I
2: not I'm not going <laughs> to play these games.
4: I, I don't think it's just the uh, C.Y.A. explanation. Ooh. I think it genuinely is a mutual decision. I think Kellen was ready to go, and it. He it should was, be. It was. Oh yeah. I mean, like if you. The way he gets treated around here. If you look at his resume and the fact that, you know, he hasn't. He he's taken a lot of the criticism for when things go wrong. I, it would be very easy, I would imagine, his position to say. Why am I putting up with this? Like, why would I, I take this? Why am I putting up with Mike McCarthy refusing to talk about my job? Like, and what I've done and just refusing to say, I want you back. All right. Well, I don't want to be back then. All right. And so I, I think it absolutely was mutual. It also was probably time for, it was time for something to change. And, and Doug Nussmeier is apparently part of this uh, as well. Cowboys announced last night that he was also not going to be retained. And Ooh. so... Doug Nussmeyer, Kellen Moore both out. And Nussmeyer was the quarterback's quarterback. coach. Yep. Um and he he had been in that spot since uh John Kitna left. But I, I don't think you could just say, hey, for let's let's run it back for a fourth time. This collection of McCarthy, Dak, Kellen, Nussmeyer. Mm-hmm. you you can't reasonably say you want to fix the turnovers. And you want to fix this bizarre late-season stagnation that they always run into with the offense and then still at the same time say, but we're bringing everybody back. Something had to change in the equation, and it's it's a diagnosis of elimination. They're having to figure out who's the problem. And I, And I'm
2: fine with it just because I don't want to feel trapped this entire offseason, like I said, I felt after losing to San Francisco, like something has to be altered. How how are you going to be any better? Because I knew they were going to lose to the 49ers. You're not getting rid of the quarterback. So let's see what can be done at coaching. But if I'm Kellen Moore, I'm sitting here with my resume saying, winning four straight, like everyone has totally forgotten about Cooper Rush. Totally, oh, yeah. totally forgotten. That was three years ago in all of our minds. This guy. Won four straight games with Cooper Rush when we thought the season was over. Lost his Hall of Fame left tackle. Started a rookie at left tackle and left guard. Had a new right tackle that we were all freaking out about, those who didn't believe in Terrence Steele over LC. A new number one receiver, which he's going to get zero credit for, and no number two. And a running back that needs to be up out of here Mm-hmm. or at the very most, a fullback who gets goal line touches. All these things are on my resume if I'm Kellen Moore, and that is why there's a lot of reports that the Buccaneers, the Chargers are interested as an offensive coordinator. Obviously, Carolina interviewed him. But all these things, fans don't give a rip,
3: not one rip about any of the things that happened no, this season. Care. It's
5: disgustingly.
3: <laughs> it is disgustingly. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll find a job. He'll find a job, and it may not be in it may not be in the Rob in the uh, Rob Ryan. I'll have a job in five minutes uh, time frame, but he'll he'll find a job, and he should. He's he's a good he's he's a fine OC. There's nothing wrong with Kellen Moore. Um, you know I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure the fourth OC in Dax eight years is finally going to be the one that works. I'm sure it's going to happen like that. Uh, so you know maybe maybe it is. I don't know. I, I don't know. But uh, he'll find a job, and and look if he goes to the Chargers. I mean, dude, if I'm an OC and I have uh, a, my pick of where I want to go, I'll go to Los Angeles. I'll go play. I'll go I'll go coach them. I want to coach for, I want to coach under a coach who's going to go for it on fourth down all the time, uh, which is what Brandon Staley's going to do, and then you're going to have yourself a good quarterback.
2: And now the second piece of the story, Mike McCarthy is taking over the play calling. So, Bobby Bell, I'm going to take you back to Saturday or Friday, and I'm going to tell you that Kellen Moore's out. Which you wanted. You and Brian brought us pushing for heavily in the media around here. I, I put you two at the front of the line. for. Well, oh, you sound
4: like McCarthy. Pushing for it in the media. For those for the we get disgustingly narratives that are
2: disgustingly. It's disgustingly. So I'm telling you that Kellen's out, but mm-hmm. McCarthy is now the play caller. Mm-hmm. Are you still having Kellen out? Because we know how you feel and love Mike McCarthy.
4: Probably. Okay. And I don't. I'm, I don't even necessarily know that McCarthy's going to be. But again, it's something has you got to change something. Something has to change up. You've got to. And I'll be. You don't know if David C-
2: Moore's report on it is true that McCarthy is going to be taken over.
4: No. What do you mean? You. You were like I don't even know if. No, I'm saying I, th- I don't even know if he'll be better than Kellen Moore. Like I. I don't have confidence that he's. In fact, if you ask me, I'd say I think Kellen Moore's probably a better play caller, and a better play designer than Mike McCarthy, but you know if you've got to try something else you got to see if something else will work and you can't financially change the quarterback situation even if you wanted to and so you've got to change other parts of the equation and see okay well does this is this the problem is this what's going on and so I'm in favor of it from that point but I don't know that I have confidence
3: that it's going to be any better why would McCarthy do this why would he take over the play calling yeah maybe he was told to that's what I think. Which is very odd because dude, Jerry has gone back and forth with the wind on whether he wants a walk around yep. or a coach to call the plays. Right. I mean, he has gone back and forth on this, but I, I think this was just a directive. It's like, right, look, we're gonna we're saving some money here, uh, or you know, I want you to call the plays. Let's just go and let's just do this. Let's try it out. Okay. I mean, you're actively depleting your head coach's ability to be a head coach. Well, that's fine. You, he can call the plays all he wants. You know he'll have some he'll have an OC to you know devise the game plan and such with him, uh, whoever that may be. And maybe maybe as we get closer to the year, they do decide on a on somebody else or or a or a co play caller if you will, like somebody can call the plays while I'm you know while I'm trying to figure out game management stuff.
2: Because Broadus has always suggested, and I'm sure he said it on your Love of the Star podcast, wherever your whatever they say about podcasts are available, <laughs> uh, he always suggests that Mike. Doesn't want to call the plays. That this is not him saying, "I love doing it. I have to be the play caller.
4: Give me the laminated sheet, right?" Yeah. Well, I mean, he did say when he when he got the play calling back when he took the play calling back in 2016 in Green Bay, he gave an interview to Tom Pelisser where he said, "I'm never giving up play calling again." Um, but I, I think there is uh, there's a little bit of plausible deniability. To, to being able to say, I'm not calling the plays. And I, I think that that's where this comes down. I mean, ultimately, you can say that the tension as a play caller with him and Aaron Rodgers is part of what got him fired at his last job. Oh. And so if he saw that and was like, man, do I, do I want to get involved in that even if I think I can do it? And, I mean, it's interesting. When he gave up play calling in Green Bay, he said one of the reasons why is because it's just – you know, there's there's too much to do Monday through Saturday. And, it's a, you know, I, I feel I can call plays on Sunday, but in terms of all the work that needs to go in during the practice week, man, I, I got other things that I got to focus on and, and pay attention to. And it's like, okay, has that changed? And are you telling me, if you told me that back then, are you also telling me that, okay, well, now you're, you're going to struggle or you're going to suffer Monday through Saturday with the rest of the game plan because you're too busy focused on this?
3: I, I, I have no doubt it's a real thing. I mean, if you're devising the game plan and you're calling plays and you're, you're you know leading the organization, I can't imagine how much more that that takes away from everything else that you have to do. But the thought out there that, oh,
2: McCarthy is doing this and he's going to go out his way, I mean, how much do you buy into that? That he's going to go down manning the offensive I, controls if we're sitting here talking about his job status again. I mean, as other tolders have said, now we know why Dan Quinn is – Definitely coming back because now McCarthy has two heads on the chopping block.
3: (laughs) Not one. Is he? Is he? uh, Is he
2: three? Really? Game. Sorry, Choppy. Game management, offense, and your record slash advancing in the playoffs. You got three heads on the chopping block. Three headsets. Is he
3: doing this? um, You know, is is he? Is he taking over the play calling? Is he doing this to? You know, hey, look, I could, I could do more. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I could. No pun intended. Yeah, I, I could show that I could. I'm. I could do more than just be the head coach. Uh, Is somebody going to be the game management guy in game? Right. Is he going to have somebody else? You better. Well, I think you better anyway. Even if he's not the play caller, you need to have somebody else in game.
4: But if he's not doing anything else, if he's not calling, he's not installing the offense during the week, I don't think it's ridiculous to say you need to be in charge of those calls. Who
2: else could be on the staff offensively?
4: Who 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 could serve as coordinator? Yeah. Schottenheimer probably is the only one I can think of. Ben McAdoo, if he comes if he, you know, comes back. Um he liked McAdoo. Um Nussmeyer could have before they moved on from him. Because now you got a quarterback. I, I don't know. They they very well may just call Mike McCarthy offensive coordinator and head coach. I, I don't know. But I think they I don't I think it's as likely that Mike McCarthy said Hey, I'm calling plays. This is my decision that's what we're doing. As it was that Mike McCarthy made the decision said, "Rob Davis, you're out of here, you're fired." I think this is they I think he was told, "This is what we want you to do." Yeah. That's what I think happened.
2: I hope it's out of like love, you know, like your Sean Paytons of the world, your Shanahan's, they they want to call plays. That's their baby. They love it. Right. And I hope that McCarthy Still has like that love and passion. He for does. It.
4: I mean, he's. If you look at past quotes, he does love it, and it's very. It was very difficult for him to give it away. It was so difficult for him to give it away that he went twelve games into the next season before he said, "I'm taking it back." And he took it back. Actually, oddly enough, it was against Dallas in 2015 when they came to town. Um, but it, it's
3: it's also something that I think. But you know, one one issue is is yeah, he may love it. Uh huh. And you're right, like, this may be the way of him going down with that ship, but you mentioned Sean Payton and Kyle Shanahan. I just Googled Kyle Shanahan game management. First one up there, Kyle Shanahan is a wizard, but his game management struggles consistently and puts the 49ers in a bind. Yeah,
4: yeah. Like, Did, he
3: didn't challenge Devontae. That was a huge mistake yesterday right off the jump. That wasn't a clock issue, but... Right, so this is... Because he's probably getting ready. And Sean
2: Payton's been caught up many times. Yeah. And Andy Reid. Yes, of there, course. And he...
4: And he calls I planes. know we have the enemy, yeah. but... And, and it's a problem that they're going to run into. Game management also, though, is stuff we don't see a lot of times. Like, I remember that uh, there was a viral clip a few years back of Kyle Shanahan walking up to, the like, the line judge and said, this corner cannot stop holding him. He's like, we're going to run a – he's like, we're going to run a speed out here. Watch him. He won't let him go. And he runs it. He told him what the route was coming. They snapped the ball, and the official threw it because he held him. And so, like, Kyle Shanahan does – I think some of those little aspects that we, and McCarthy may be involved in some of that. We don't see those sorts of things. It's a little bit like offensive line or officiating, where it's like you don't even notice when it's good and like you don't even notice them until they do it bad. Back to conference
2: championship Sunday. Filthy versus Kansas City. The Kelsey or Andy Reid Bowl. Kelsey going viral after the win last night. And why did the Empire State Building go green in New York after the NFC championship?
5: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
6: Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high. Floating in the air. And it is good!
2: Good! AFC Championship game. Harrison Butker. Thank you, Joseph Asai, the Texas Longhorn, making his Scott Norwood mistake.
4: Did you put your head
2: down in shame after Asai I felt, hit bombs awf- out of bounds?
4: I felt awful for him because he's actually a great, like he's a great guy,
2: and he was having a fantastic game.
4: He was having a great game, and he, like he, he's such a, such a positive, upbeat. Like he went to high school around North Texas. He was. Great at the University of Texas. I was around him while he trained for the draft. Like, he is a great dude, and I felt awful for him. Like, sick. And so... But legit but, call. Legit call. It, and it sucks. And and Jermaine Pratt certainly doesn't help any of that, screaming, going to the locker. Um, But, you know, it's... I'm sure we'd all have a meltdown if that was Sam Williams. Of course. Here, which that's who it would be, by the way. If, if that was going to happen to the Cowboys, <laughs> it would be Sam Williams. So
2: how do we feel about the officiating overall? The Cincinnati have a legit beef to wake up this morning on their sports talk radio and say, we were robbed, we were screwed, the league cheated us? NFL rigged trending still this morning. I wrote down some of the different issues. You have a side that was legit. Uh, you had a Hinton pass interference I thought was very questionable. Uh, you had a grounding call. Jim Nance was like, "Did I see P Ryan in the yeah, area?"
3: You did. You saw him, Jim. You saw him there. I'll get to him a little <laughs> bit later on. Yeah, you will. Was P Ryan?
2: P Ryan was there. Yeah, I think the
3: issue was. I don't think. I don't think the ball made it to the line of scrimmage though. I think that was the issue. Uh, the pool reporter said that was the issue. And the then, of,
2: of course, the third down play, the replay, the do-over, the do-over, the do-over. So you had an incomplete pass on second down. The official said the clock was still running. They let the entire play happen. You see the official from the overhead view try to run in. I don't know whether there was no whistle or we just couldn't hear the whistle. You couldn't he, hear it. Because
3: of the noise. They, he was blowing the whistle. Yeah, so they did the pool report. Mm-hmm. Which Why don't they do audio of the pool report? It's just always print. They never have audio of the pool report with the official.
2: NFL could realist in even more if they yeah. sit there and go to the Post-game pressure on the, the referee. Yes. Uh, I so, just, maybe they're, just, they're losing a lot of sleep, like the NBA ref said after the LeBron <laughs> screw-up A lot of sleepless nights.
4: Ron
3: Torbert, uh, he told this to Ben Baby. He's the Bengals guy. Uh, on the previous play, there was an incomplete pass. We spotted the ball. The line judge came in and re-spotted the ball because the spot was off. We reset the play clock, and the game clock started running. It should not have started running because there was an incomplete pass on the previous play. The field judge noticed the game clock was running. He was coming in to shut the play down, so we get the clock fixed, but nobody heard him, and the play was run. After it was over, he came in, we discussed it, and we reset the game clock back to where it was before the snap and replayed third down, which sounds very, very fishy. And they get a flag. They get an Eli Apple penalty. First down. That was my
4: favorite flag of all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Apple, baby. And then did you see uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife, which she tweeted yesterday? No. He let her back? I thought she was silenced. No, I actually, like, I, I I'm I usually am not a fan, but I did like yesterday how she tagged him and said, uh, tagged Eli Apple and said Cancun on three. Uh,
2: she hit him with it. She th- hit him back. Thank goodness they ended up punting in that situation, yeah. but Cincinnati losing their minds, and Jim Nance knew. Uh, he knew this was developing into a controversial topic for this morning.
4: Yeah, look, this is, uh, this is not a, a new take. This is not any sort of a, a groundbreaking thing I'm about to say. It's been mentioned before, but for the love of God, can we get rid of the All-Star Cruise? Why do you have these guys, like, work together with their officiating crew, know each other, know how they call games, know how they see games the whole year, and then you go, well, let's mix and match for the playoffs, the most important games of the year. Mm-hmm. Let's put guys together who have never worked together. Yeah. That's just – it's stupid. Yeah. And and I thought there were bad calls in Philly and San Francisco. That game was a blowout, so it didn't show up as much. But I thought, like – and that one wasn't as heavily one-sided, but I thought
3: it was just bad calls for both teams. I what? thought
4: Philly had some bad
3: calls on them. I thought San Francisco had bad calls on them. I'll tell you. I mean, if you just look at the raw numbers, it was one-sided, more one-sided than the Chiefs-Bengals game. San Fran had 11 penalties called against them for 80 yards. They look like the Philly Cowboys. only had four.
4: But, uh, yeah, it was one-sided, penalties. but a lot yeah. of them were like, like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? That's a fair call, mm-hmm. but what the hell are you doing? How
2: do you, which fan base do you think has a more legit gripe, San Francisco's or Cincinnati's this morning? Because the Niners were getting
3: lit up with all those penalties, as you just said, as well. Well, I think a lot of the Niner penalties were legitimate. So I don't think that they have the same beef since he seemed more impactful. And I think once you're also in a 2020 game. I, I don't, I honestly don't care what Pereira had to say.
4: I think it's stupid that that was considered roughing the kicker on the punt in San Francisco. I don't know what that guy's supposed to do. He's trying to go in there and block it. Like he's supposed to just stop his body midair. He was trying to block the kick. So, at the most, I think you call that running into the kicker, but they give them roughing. It extends the drive. It keeps things alive for Philly.
2: So if they have, let's just say they have full-time officials. Let's just say this all season they start. Like today, you're finally full-time, which mm-hmm. has been a discussion. Do you think, does it does it actually fix all this stuff? Does it actually fix it? Or you're in the moment figuring out clock and making a human call in reaction. Does it actually really help? Yeah, and I don't.
4: Improve. I don't know that it does, because I mean I don't think it's a lack of understanding about the rules. It's like you say. I think it's a in the moment bad mm-hmm. read of it, it, more than anything else. And I don't know about you know you spend extra time doing things in March, April, May instead of whatever you do normally, being a trial attorney or whatever. Like I, I don't know that that I don't know that that improves in game.
3: No, I mean yeah, because you're right, because it is C C play, call play. Yeah, I don't I don't know that, like you said, what they do in the offseason really matters with this. Travis Kelsey pouring the
2: salt in afterwards as Pat Mahomes was doing his interview, and Travis decided to chime in on CBS.
3: Woo! Burrowhead
6: my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes out.
2: Burrowhead my ass going viral. And then Mahomes. Had a little chip on his shoulder as he said, Yeah, we don't have any cigars or anything, but we're going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So some of the shots at Joey Ice from Travis Kelsey, Mahomes. This is what you're gonna get when y'all try to rename the stadium. That's what yeah, look. Uh I, I love
3: I love Cincy's trash talk. Absolutely love it. I, I love everything about the Bengals, right? What they're doing right now. Uh, but they talked. And now they got to take it. Yep. You, they, they, you, know, they, you can talk all you want, but now, now you got to just sit there and shut your mouth and take it. Is Cincinnati a better team?
4: Yeah. I think Cincinnati's a better team. Just because defensively, I think they can cause more problems than Kansas City can. Why isn't that guy's name at
2: the top of the list to get hired right now? I know he hasn't been available as much, but the Bengals D coordinator? I mean, look at the job this guy has done shut down Josh Allen and the Bills, and last night, that was a nice performance. I can't sit there and rip off defensive players on the roster of the Bengals. We, we, we know Eli Apple because he runs his mouth. We now know Asai. Uh, you didn't know him that well if you're not a Texas Longhorn fan. Is it Amar- Am- 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 Amarillo? amarando Something. Has- oh,
4: the, the defensive
2: coordinator? Yeah, yeah it's Anna Rumo. Anarumo. Anarumo. I mean, look at the job that he did. And Travis Kelsey also had a message. Uh, Choppy, I think you absolutely love this. Is this the Cincinnati mayor? Yes. This is the trash talk from the Cincinnati mayor saying Joe Burrow should take a paternity test before the AFC title Mm. game. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship game. Whereas at last year's game, the Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by officials to take a paternity test to confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas
4: all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them and a Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas
2: City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I, Aftab Pierval, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29th, 2023, as They Gotta Play Us Day in Cincinnati. Thank you. So crazy. Wow. So great. They went
3: all in. They did, man. They went all in. By the way, a related story the Cincinnati airport's in Kentucky, so that's kind of weird. Is you. it? Yeah. No. <laughs> it is yeah. in Kentucky. Well, Travis Kelsey was aware of the
2: mayor while accepting the AFC championship trophy.
6: I appreciate you. How about this
3: beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You gotta fight for your right to party. I knew he was going to be up for one more of those. So there you go. See, that's, that's embarrassing.
4: That's Kittles, a Kittle's
3: better again. You 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 your he no. Kelsey's the best tight end in the game, maybe ever. You cannot rip off two other people's slogans. Yeah. When you're trying to trash talk somebody else. Right. That's that's weak. It's weak sauce right there.
4: Boy, that's some uh power though coming from Kelsey cuz he's a Cincinnati legend. They love him out there. Oh yeah, that's right. And so like that's where he went to college and so for mm-hmm. him to go like, "Hey, I got words for you Cincinnati losers." Yeah. That probably stings. Meanwhile,
2: uh Brock Purdy Unable to go thrown back into this game. Could only attempt five yard passes after he got hurt uh, with a UCL issue. I was like, oh, here we go. This is a wrist. This is an elbow. They immediately have to go to Josh Johnson. He's horrific. He's awful. I even thought he uh, he, he wasn't all in on a fumble recovery that really kind of basically ended the game. But I was thrilled and happy. That San Francisco lost. I was I was, I was was rooting for the Eagles to win in this game. Some Tolos didn't Tolo last week, so they did not understand after the threats were made against uh, Choppy and I's family members and the crosstalk with two guys that I'm rooting uh, to be unemployed and starve. Uh, so that was my motivation for San Francisco losing to Philly. And now I can go all-in AFC I'm happy the Chiefs won because with two weeks, all, I was just trying to figure out, who do I have more confidence in beating the Eagles? And I was scared. I, I didn't have any problem with Cincinnati, but I was I was scared and worried that Cincinnati would have a better chance at losing to the Eagles versus Mahomes getting two weeks rest and getting his three wide receivers healthy again. So I was ultimately rooting for Kansas City in the end because I
3: felt more sure about them beating Philly. You know, I... I've fallen so in love with Joe Burrow. I was kind of rooting for them, um, but it didn't matter. To me. I mean, I love I loved both quarterbacks. It's like I felt like Peyton Manning there yesterday watching just rooting for the offenses. I, I was rooting against both defenses the entire time. It was very, very strange. I honestly think Cincinnati had a better chance, has a better chance against Philly, but I think they're both better than Philadelphia. I agree.
4: I, I think Cincinnati absolutely can cause more problems for Philly's offense if they're in this game than Kansas City. I'm stunned that the you said the over-under was at 51. Now it's down to 49. I'm surprised that's going down. I mean, that's seven touchdowns still
3: in the game. That's a lot. Seven touchdowns in the game is a lot. With
4: Kansas City. But you're talking about two of the teams with, like, the highest point differentials in the NFL, which, by the way, I can another, see Philly
3: put up 30 against Kansas this, City.
4: Uh, these conference championships, another victory for the, uh, the point differential as predictor. You had the top two in the NFC were the top two-point differential teams there, and then it was two of the three in the AFC because Cincinnati beat Buffalo. If Buffalo would have made it against Kansas City, it would have been top two from both conferences.
2: Two first-round picks now for Sean Payton is Jim Harbaugh. Can anyone trust Jim Harbaugh ever? The Dolphins hire a big-name DC, and it sounds like both sides know that Aaron Rodgers is getting traded. That's next with Sean, RJ, and Bobby right here on The Fan. Good morning Metroplex. It's Sean RJ and Bobby on a chilly Monday. We got headlines at 7. We got a concert ticket giveaway Brooks and Dunn during the Expressway starting at 7:20. And we need to tell you which one of you is coming out with a lyric first. It's a race to a lyric. I can see it in mm. both of your minds. I was uh, I was going to
4: do a a bit where I was going to quote a lyric that wasn't theirs. So like when you said Brooks and Dunn I was going to go "Sure to be a cowboy" but I didn't. But now I just did. Brooks and Dunn's a great concert, by the way.
2: Okay, there you go. Just go with that. Instead of I've fate. seen them. I fate. saw them in Vegas. Really? They,
4: were, they were great in Vegas. Saw them with Reba McIntyre.
3: I hope she's not listening, but that's her. This is what I'm trying to get for her, Brooks.
4: Ooh, A free
2: Brooks and Dunn ticket giveaway?
3: I've asked for free, yeah. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Got to be caller number 10, Chop. I won't say
4: (laughs) say it on the air. I'll tell you who your plug is off the air, though.
2: Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. Adam Schefter says an off-season trade of Aaron Rodgers remains an option for the Packers. A scenario that once seemed unthinkable. A Rodgers trade could be driven by financial reasons. League sources are convinced Green Bay prefers to move on. Just like they did with Brett Favre, those sources also believe that Rodgers is well aware of the Packers' feelings on the situation. So, this seems to be a mutual understanding on both sides. Green Bay wants to move on, and Aaron Rodgers wants to move on. As he asked in the McAfee interview, is it a reload or a rebuild? And everyone right now is pointing at the New York Jets. They have Nathaniel Hackett the coordinator that he advocated for the Denver head coaching job. They have two first-round picks that the owner quickly told the media, I'd be willing to give up. Uh, They have, obviously, a disaster right now in Zach Wilson. They have a really good defense.
3: Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? or Aaron Rodgers gone out of Green Bay? We can start there. We we can. We can start there. Um, But if the Packers move on from him, I mean, they, they have to get something for him. Right, they have they have they can't just like you know let this thing run out and then get nothing. If you want to do it from a team building standpoint, they've got to get something for them. You've got to look at the long term of your franchise and what is Aaron Rodgers going to bring back? What kind of what kind well, of compensation? Well, of
2: the Jets two first round picks?
3: <laughs> yeah, I
4: mean,
2: That's how much
3: how much
4: do they regret not trading him to Denver last off season? Hmm. If they would have just played ball there. And, and is it well, any different for him? You, are, you had a
2: championship window, we all thought.
4: I know. I know. But I'm just saying, how much do you think they go like, man, we probably overestimated that. No and doubt. And we should have. Mm-hmm. A lot. Sh- I don't know. It's just, it's it, to me, I I think Rodgers is. You're selling on him. I just don't think he's him anymore. Like, I don't think he's the same guy. Like, I'm not saying he can't be productive or he can't be, you know, better than Zach Wilson is right now. Uh, And, and. Somebody who can lead the Jets to the playoffs right. and maybe win them a playoff game. But, like, he's not hes not an elite quarterback anymore.
2: If he's on the Cowboys next year, mm-hmm. you would still have them as the third best team in the conference? What would be, what would be the difference I for mean, one year, in your opinion, with him versus Dak?
4: Well, you're downgrading the position if you look at the way they've played. Like, the, Dak played yeah, better last year. He did. Significantly. He, like, he, he, he did,
2: but... But next year, you would think that you'd rather have Dak Prescott for one year than Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Okay. Um, I would, I would still take Rodgers for a year, but I would have the same thinking. I had the same thinking on Russ and Tom, and they both blew up in my face this year. Like I have to see it with weapons, where I have no doubt. Like we're even trying to make Tom Brady uh, weight excuses now. The Tom Brady lost 15 pounds because of his divorce. So now, so now we are. We're trying to hold on to that to say
3: he's yeah. still got another year left. I buy that. I buy that. I, I buy the weight, not literal weight, but the stress of the divorce. I've gone through it, man. It is, there is, I wish that on nobody. Not necessarily the, like, the, 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 decision. I, wish it on, I
2: wish it on the San Francisco, uh,
3: hosts. There you go. <laughs> the, the, not necessarily the, like, divorce. Go, divide, decided to get one or not, but the stress that comes with it. I don't wish that on anybody. That's terrible, except for those guys. I will wish it on them. <laughs> Uh, so I get it, man. Like Tom Brady's mind probably was nowhere to be found this year, and I understand that. And his team probably quit on him, like when he quit on them in the in the in the in the, in the training camp, and you know Brady Wednesdays or whatever. I'll bet you the team half the guys are like guys. I'm done with this fool. Um, in terms of Rodgers, I mean, look. Let's be fair. Aaron Rodgers has made weapons out of himself his entire career. Sure. Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, and he had just as good of a year as anybody else the reason Rodgers may not have is because maybe he's just not elite anymore Yep. if he was still elite he'd, he'd, he'd have made chicken salad out of you know what so there's
2: nowhere else Bobby there's nowhere basically since you think he's close to being done that he could go where you're like uh oh that makes perfect sense is it the Jets and then everybody else and uh, should the Jets uh... even be
3: doing this well, I mean, the Jets, have, they need to find a quarterback that if, if they if they have not bought. If they are completely done with Zach Wilson, they need to find a quarterback. You know, if they still have some hope in them, then don't do this. Keep your two picks because they have really built a good roster. Because right now, everyone is kind of connecting
2: Rodgers to the Jets and Brady to the Raiders. Like, if I was the Raiders, uh, I, I'd be sitting here. I know you got McDaniels and Tom's connection. I'd be. I believe Aaron Rodgers has a year left over Tom Brady. That's just me. I believe Rodgers has definitely more left than Tom does. Maybe it was the divorce wait. I don't know. But uh, now we're talking about a divorce and maybe handing the keys on over to Jordan Love. The Dolphins, according to Schefter, are not expected to pursue Tom. Even though I read like Tua was Tungavailoa. Tungavailoa. <laughs> Tua Tungavailoa was still in, like concussion protocol for the Pro Bowl activities.
3: I saw that the other day. I was like, what? Yeah, he may be in for a while. He yeah. may be in for a while. I feel, bad. I feel really, really bad for Tua. Like, he took some beatings this year, and they may not have, they probably shouldn't have put him back.
2: But if I'm the Dolphins, I'm staying away from Tom as well as they hire Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator yesterday on a three year deal. So that's a big time pickup for them, Bobby.
4: Yeah. I mean, Fangio, well, and uh, I know Fangio was saying, like, well, we're close, but we're not not quite there yet. Fangio's a brilliant mind. It's just a matter of, like, can you get the personnel to do what he wants to do? and does does Miami have the personnel to do that? He runs a very complex coverage scheme that requires really really high IQ defensive backs. Like that is not something you'd ever want to run with like young players or players who are prone to, you know, mental at- basically you don't want Kelvin Joseph in Vic Fangio's scheme. So <laughs> if you've got really like high IQ football players, you can run it, but it's a very difficult scheme cuz it requires you to basically go, "Okay, I'm in zone." And then uh depending on this guy comes onto this side of the field or he's doing this, all of a sudden I'm in man. So and it's
3: it's a year two process. Like his 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 defense take a step in year two.
4: Um yeah, I mean it, it would be something that, yeah, as long as he got the right personnel mm-hmm. that that knew how to run it. It's a it's a very difficult scheme. And that's why it's so difficult for quarterbacks to play against too, is because they look at it, they see this is zone, and in the middle of the play it can switch to man.
3: Two firsts? For Sean Payton, two first for Sean Payton is uh, I think Pelicero had that. It's the latest thing. And That just seems so high, so high. Yeah. Like you got to be, and, and, and you know, Bravo to teams that are saying no. Like you're, you're wising it up. You're learning. Like there's no way that you could give two first for him. Like Bill, you wouldn't give up two first for Bill Belichick. And, uh, and, and he's won recently. Sean Payton has, a, has been. A,
4: How old is Belichick? Sixty nine. Nice. No, he's got to
3: nice. be. Is he is he No, he's sa-
4: he's the second oldest coach in the NFL.
3: Carroll's the oldest?
4: Yep. I would
2: think about it strongly for Bill. That's it. I would think about it strongly. But after what he just did with Patricia, I don't know. I may have to lean against. may have to lean against that. Um,
3: but go ahead. Well, two firsts. And, I mean, I, I, I'm i applauding these teams for saying no. I mean, the guy, look, he's a good coach, but he hasn't been to a Super Bowl in 15 years. Like, I, I would think if I'm going to give him two first-round picks for him, and he had Drew Brees at that time. Like, I would think that I would want something more out of him uh, than that. And now it looks like the Denver Broncos are
2: starting over with the coaching search as they secretly met. Man, I I hope Michigan fires Jim Harbaugh, lets him go. (laughs) Like, how many times are you going to flirt with someone right in front of my face? How many times are you going to continue to just disrespect me as Jim Harbaugh announced he was going back to the Wolverines and then allowed the Denver owner to fly in to Ann Arbor to meet with him Mm -hmm. again? Now, Jim said no, apparently. Like, the Broncos are looking kind of pathetic. Harbaugh said no not once but twice, and everyone thinks Jim is desperate to get back to the league. But now they appear to be hitting the reset button on their coaching search. But Jim Harbaugh, he's a charlatan. He's a charlatan. He's a he's a he's a charlatan. If he decides
3: to leave, his buyout's only three million. Well, he's now it's two point two five. He may
4: be a charlatan, but if I had a team that needed to get pushed over the edge, I'd have him coach him. He's one of these guys who he wears thin really, really fast. Yeah, but like the first couple of years, you've got a shot. I, and so yeah. if you had a team that was close and you just needed somebody to come in there and push him over the finish line, like Gruden in Tampa, like when he first went there, or guys like that, then he, I think he can absolutely do that. But oh. man, is there more poorly? run football team over the last year than the Broncos. Man, since since Manning left, they've been a disaster. It's just like the fact that you had the awful hiring of Hackett, who you hired in large part because you were trying to swing a trade that when it didn't come through, all of a sudden you've got a coach you don't necessarily want. Then you do what you did with Russell Wilson. That falls apart. You end up having to fire the coach in the middle of the year. And now you're sitting here going like you, you, you were honestly – you had the they, he was the first head coach fired, right?
0: Wasn't Hackett uh, yes, the first he one fired? So
4: you had you had the biggest head start of anyone in the NFL, yeah. to find a coach, and you're now resetting here on January thirtieth. Yes, so that's
2: the very latest with Sean Payton, with Aaron Rodgers, with Tom Brady, and now it appears that D'Amico Ryan's is the leading candidate in the
3: armpit. For the Texans' job, so that still leaves Arizona looking. It does, and and the and the Texans seem to, I mean, they have they have kind of honed in on defense. Uh, a bunch of the coaches that they've gone after and looked at, including the Eagles' uh, DC, they've been they've been defensive minded, and and that's what they want to go to, I guess. And that that's kind of a, a deviation from the norm in the NFL. Um, it just seems that that's not where most teams want to go. Can I ask an uncomfortable question?
2: I yeah. guess you don't have to answer it.
3: I, mean, I, I wish you would.
2: Does D'Amico Ryans get them off the hook to a great degree for Lovey Smith and David Cully? Uh,
4: no. Okay. Because, I mean, you've got to – he's got a coach there for a while because the whole issue was not that they haven't hired, you know, African-American coaches. It's been like, oh, you fired him after a year. Right. Like you didn't give yeah. them what felt like a fair shake.
3: I think they were always planned higher fire. Yes, like I think they hired Cully because they couldn't find anybody else and they just wanted to hire somebody. They hired him. They knew they were gonna fire him in a year. And then the same thing for Lovey Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's does it get him off the hook? Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, Aren't you advising if he if you're his agent, stay away? Stay, I I would I mean, no, there's thirty two. There's only thirty two of these. You take one when you get it. Which unless unless you have, I mean, you even
2: saying Dan Quinn. I mean Sean Payton, sit back
3: and stay away. But they're, they're different. They they've already they've already had their head coaching job. If you if you've never been a head coach before, I, I think you take it when you get a chance.
4: Which we talked about last week. Like how much is, how much of this was Dan Quinn actually saying? I just love Dallas versus how much was he left without a seat? Well, like I mean, here we go. We get through the weekend and it looks like there are a bunch of teams that still haven't figured out what they're doing at head coach. What's so, the
2: latest in Arizona?
4: That one's uh, – because what, Ryan's was considered the favorite there for a little bit, Flores too. And that – I mean, that's gone nowhere. So, I mean, you've got the – what, the only job that's actually been filled at this point is Carolina, and they caused a bunch of controversy with it.
3: I don't know what's going on. I mean, maybe nobody wants to deal with uh, Kyler. think you'd want to hmm. run there. I, I would think so. I mean, he, look, if, if you think Kyler Murray's a good quarterback, and he has put up some really good numbers, uh, I would think that that is a hot commodity for – for offensive coaches, but maybe there's just too many stories about him just not wanting to work. And if that's the case, if you're a head coach who's got clout, do you really want to go deal with that? Is every Cowboy Tolo happy now? You got your way. Kellen Moore is
2: gone. Are we all happy with it? Why was Stetson Bennett running around drunk in Dallas at 6 a.m., Before getting arrested plus conference championship game reaction headlines and a Brooks and Dunn ticket giveaway next.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.